When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Welcome back to more to it. The show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude over here representing the truth, representing the real, man, representing y'all. Because I'm feeling this love we got going right here. Loving you guys, man. And thank you for the brinks, the reach. The iHeart, the YouTube, Wiley's World. We know how we start off the shows. We got to give away that Friday swag away. Got the book, best-selling. Also got our contest going right now. So got some playing cards of that beast, that dude. Damn, I love that nickname. And we got my jersey. It's a Wiley jersey. Turning the corner, finna get busy. That could be yours. All of that as we go over 100,000 followers, subscribers, I should say, on YouTube. So right now we are at uh, 92,600 and something, right? So we gained 600 overnight. Damn, 600 people around the world said, you know what? I like that show. I like that dude. He joined the party. So that's love right there. So you know how we start off every show with, what's up with that dude? Well. I got to say congratulations to the homegirl, Courtney, who is now the airport commissioner. I know. Y'all like, what the hell is that? Well, it's really around like security, global security, national security, counterterrorism, etc. A lot of things on her plate. So salute to her. She had all her friends out there and we all celebrated her as the commissioner. In attendance were not one, not two, not three. I stopped counting at four pastors. Y'all hear me? Pastors. Yeah. I mean, like, dudes, you're just walking up to talking normal like sports and ball. You're like, oh, so what you do for a living? Well, you know, I got a church right here on El Scundo. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm talking to you like a normal dude, except he wasn't cursing and I was. Other than that, he didn't even rebuke me. It was love, man. It was so many great people out there had a ball. Then the wife and I hit a corner real quick, went to the Players' Tribune party. Um, since we're older, we got there early. You remember when you were the young one, you were saying, damn, who are these people already at the party? 
Well, now we're those people already at the party because we're trying to leave when they coming in. And that's what happened last night. Saw a gang of people, celebs and all that kind of stuff. But man, I'm just too damn old and these kids get up too damn early. So I was like, let's tip our hat, say hello and goodbye in the same sentence. So I think that's part of what was going on, just my age, but no lie, dog. I'm taking this medicine for my acid reflux and I can't drink alcohol. And one of the things that happens when you drink alcohol is obviously you recognize how ignorant people are. <laughs> Boy, that, that alcohol is the medicine to be silly with them. But when you ain't with them, oh, you be looking at them like, dog, yo, shut up. So that's how I feel right now. Um, I don't hang late and I don't eat late when I'm sober. So maybe it's a great thing right now. I got this little issue going on with my voice or maybe it's just a cold because my little boy MJ has a cold and he's really sick. He's feeling it, but he's still going to camp and I am trying to talk through it. So maybe I just got a cold. Hopefully I don't need that vocal cord surgery, all that other stuff because I am trying to plow through it. I'm going to speak to y'all. Speaking of somebody who won't speak to y'all or at least he won't speak to my man Zach Elb. Oh, y'all catch this Debo Samuel got on the phone CBS Sports Radio interview and ah, hung up because they start talking too much about them damn Philadelphia Eagles. Let's get through it. So Debo, it was the latest person to hang up on Zach Gelb. Y'all know who he is? I'm not familiar, but suppose he got a reputation of getting a lot of big guests and a lot of them hanging up on his ass. So let's see what happens in this game because we know all offseason we've been hearing, especially Debo talk about the 49ers would have beat the Eagles handily in the NFC Championship game if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt. I think we all kind of felt something. I don't know if they would have handily beat him, but we all were like, yo, without Purdy, they don't stand a chance. With Purdy, they probably advanced. So I ain't mad at Debo for saying that. So here's the quote. I saw what you said about the Eagles. That's what the interviewer, Zach Gilb, said. Where Brock Birdie, Birdie didn't get hurt, you guys would have won that game by double digits. That's old, Debo said. Uh-oh, you got to read the room, brother Zach. Read the room. He already said that's old. That means that's on record. Why you want to hear it again? Why don't you just repeat what I said and get to another question? New line of questioning. That shit like, we're not going to keep talking about it. I said what I said. So then he followed up about that. And he says, I don't know, just... He was talking about what's going to happen in the Philly-San Francisco matchup this year. They play later in the season. He said, I don't know. Wait till week 12, 13, whatever week it is, and we'll show you. So now he's saying that he ain't got much energy now. No enthusiasm. So he ain't getting much from Debo. You know what they start doing then. Ah, they start going at that point, right? They start digging. They start scratching that scab that they know is there, right? So he asked uh, Debo if he had a message for Philly fans and then his PR person just jumped in and said, hey guys, all right, we're good to go. Ooh. <laughs> it was hilarious if you hear it, right? So now he mad. How you gonna get mad at Debo because you just keep going down the same line of questioning that he doesn't want to go through. Now, he said it was a joke. It's absolutely absurd that the dude won't even talk to him when he the one that's been chirping about the Eagles the whole offseason. Now he asked him about the question and he asked him what he said and he don't want to talk about it. Now, I'm going to give y'all credit first and foremost because that's how I feel about this. Because I like to answer every single question because I am an open book. 
I don't plead the fifth. I will plead three plus two. That means I'm going to answer this and I'm going to answer that. And that's going to give you an answer to the thing I don't want to answer if y'all follow that. However, I don't think I'm right anymore. And y'all corrected me when I was talking about Buster Rhymes and how he walked out of his interview for his reasons. And I was like, why you walk out, Buster? That's an easy one to answer without even really stepping in it. But then I started hearing y'all talk back in the comments. And it's interesting, Debo, right now, because this is not the off-season. We are now approaching in-season mindset, and then you're going to be in camp before you blink, right? These cats are ready, and they ain't engaging in battle. Ain't nobody trying to hear about something that's old, something that used to happen. You can't bring those weapons to this battle that's in front of you. So I'm with Debo, and y'all made me go with Debo in terms of him hanging up on dude for the dude asking these crazy questions. And then Tory Smith chimed in as well. He said, dog, ask better questions. Um, you remember when Aaron Donald hung up on him as well because he was trying to get him caught up with the helmet swinging incident as well. So I'm asking you guys out there, if y'all know of this dude, is he just a troll with a mic? Or is he just doing his job and these guys are real sensitive about some real stuff that really happened? Interesting on this one because this is the first time that the unlearn and learn really hit me that fast. I'm always reading y'all comments, always trying to alter things and edit around it. But this is the first one I feel like I've done a 180 just because of y'all. Salute to y'all as well. Now it's time for me to hang up on y'all ass. Ooh, feeling that love. Y'all got love for this show right here. Brinks Reach, Our Heart. Wiley's World YouTube membership, which continues to grow as well as our subscribers. We're at 92,600, probably more when y'all watching this right then. It's crazy, man. So we picked up about 600 overnight. Someone in Great Britain, <laughs> someone in Germany. I don't know what the hell these people, why I keep picking G's? Uh, someone in Guam. <laughs> I ain't got another G. Ghana. Yeah, everybody out there. All the G's out there rocking with your boy. Y'all can get this Friday swag away right here. Never shut up. That's a damn good book, if I say so myself. And we have our contest. When will we go over 100,000 followers? Look at all those in there, man. That could be yours. All signed and hooked up. Hey, Betty. Hey, Bob. I can hook y'all up. Or you can get this jersey right here. Now, I know damn well they don't make this anymore. It's an AFL jersey almost. They don't make the team no more. It's the San Diego Chargers. So love for y'all. Now let's get into a little Twitter beef, I guess we got to call it. Because you know, we're in the dog days of summer. We waiting for football to hurry up. Even go to training camp and just show us pictures. We like, give us something, right? Basketball gone, give us something. And I ain't talking about Wimbledon, even though I was watching it right before the show. Uh, so let's get into this with Sauce Gardner, Darrell Revis. And Asante Samuel on the other side with a New York media tweet. So they giving us some good drama with this little Twitter beef they have going right now. It all started when Sauce Gardner was ranked as the second best cornerback in an NFL poll. Now, so Samuel, a corner in the league for 10 years, first team all pro selection once took a problem. Got a little issue with that ranking, right? He said, damn. New York media take your career to a whole nother level. And that's what he wrote. Mm, you know what they talking about. All right. So then Gardner clapped back at Samuel as that's what you should do. Damn, these dudes got alerts. I know people talk trash about me on Twitter all day. I find out like three days later and then I feel like the old man if I respond. Because they be like, dog, that's old news. I'm like, 
You dissed me, and I just wanted to say hi. <laughs> They're like, dog, let it go. How these cats find out so damn fast? They just ready for the smoke. Anyway, so he clapped back saying, the tweet literally says those were the cornerback rankings by players, executives, scouts, and coaches. I'm trying to figure out why you keep bringing up New York media. Ooh, keep bringing up. That means he done heard Sasante say this before. So this is some old beef. Interesting. So we know Samuel, four Pro Bowls. He was a beast himself. Um, also said the New York media treatment helped Darrell Revis. Ah, damn. We are so transparent. It's crazy. Like when somebody try to come at you with their problems and they try to make you the problem, always ask them, what's the real issue here? Because you just came at me hot 100. You came at me with smoke, bro, and I ain't did nothing to light a fire with you. What's your real problem? You know, it's the spouse that comes home. What you doing? And you're like, hey, 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 what happened at work? <laughs> it ain't on me, bro. And this ain't even on sauce. This is on Sante mad that Revis got all that love, and he's saying it's because they had all those microphones in New York. All right? So then they, get, they went at it, and Revis said, quit being a hater when it comes to young rising stars at the cornerback position, right? Be mad at the voters who never considered you shut down. That ain't right. <laughs> See, this is the beauty of sports beefs. We actually got film. Like, you know, this ain't no, like, we can just talk, talk, oh, you out talking me. Nah, B, we can watch this. And look, there is not a huge divide, it is not, between Darrell Revis and Asante Samuel. But there is a huge perception divide, and that perceptional divide is going to fuel this beef even further, right? So they went back and forth. I ain't going to bore y'all with it, but Reba said, I don't even know much about Asante. When I played against him, I wasn't really set tripping. However, I remember Coach Rex Ryan was one time telling us that all our receivers should double move him because he keeps biting on double moves. So he called him the double move king. Now, that ain't fair either. So Gardner was like, look, bro, this is the thing. I don't need you. I don't need all these things to get me hyped up. I don't need you challenging me to do nothing after all this subtweeting you've been doing when you could have just hit me privately like all the other OGs do. Safety, bro. End of conversation, but not end of the beef. Let me tell you why I'm talking about this right now. And it ain't because the hot dog eating contest is the only thing to talk about. It's because in these situations, this is why we're engaged even greater in sports storyline you can now see personal investment in terms of them approaching their craft and sometimes approaching the opponent right when you know they got beef for some reason now it took the haze from our eyes of just another nfl game to like nah b i can see clearly they going at it and it's crazy because when i played i didn't have public beefs we didn't have social media so when you saw a cat you saw a cat now, we had one pregame fight. I came from Buffalo, went to San Diego. All the Buffalo guys were still the homies. Couple of them jealous because I just got paid. Couple of them mad because I left them. They thought I was going to stay there. So they was just jealously, jealousy and kind of woofing in that way, right? Nothing major. But my Charger teammates trying to, you know, they bowing up for me. They're like, hey, dog, don't be talking to Wiley like that. They don't even get the joke. So the joke turned to smoke. <laughs> 
hella quick. We had one of them pregame Joey Porter kind of moments, right? You know I ain't got no hands anyway, so I'm just giggling, laughing. I felt like a pretty girl. I was like, damn, look at these boys over here fighting for me. This is love, right? And then I went out there, first three plays, y'all. Let me tell you why these beefs matter. Now, they don't play against each other, but he going to take it out on somebody in the vision of Asante Samuel. My first three plays in that game after that fight, sack, tackle for loss, sack. Never did that again. So all I'm telling you is there's no way you play 101%, 110%, none of that. But there's a way you can play 100%, right? And I wonder in idle, when you don't have these emotional moments, how close are you playing to 100%? Remember when there was a player, maybe a couple years ago, forget his name, um, played for the Cowboys who said he basically doesn't run to the ball on every play. And I remember everybody was like, what? You're not trying as hard as you can on every play? And every football player I knew was like, yeah, nobody does. <laughs> like, what the heck? Every play? Hell no, nah. you better be a master of this craft. You better figure out when you can have greatest impact. Some plays don't even call for you to do anything, but you better do that well, do nothing well. So I love moments like this because now fans get to go behind the scenes, go inside the helmet and see that emotional content. That content is what you're trying to use as fuel to close the gap between your 100% effort and you really given a hundred percent. So look for Sauce Gardner again to go out there and ball out. So who y'all siding with in this beef? Y'all got Saucy or y'all got Asante who's like, yo, if I would have played in New York, you know, and one of those kind of comments right there. And another thing is for real, because we know Revis is in. Is Asante Samuel a Hall of Famer? Let me see that in the comments. Feeling the love and some of this medicine I just took for this voice. Boy, that thing hit me right there, Bro, brother. Oh, man. I love you guys. Thanks for the love on Brinks. Reach. I heart. Wiley's World YouTube membership, 92,600. Picked up 600 overnight. Boy, I'll tell you one thing. It's like playing Pac-Man. You be just eating up them dot. I be eating up them subscribers. And I be just looking at them numbers. Ding, 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 ding. I ain't lying. I don't know what kind of dopamine hit I'm getting. Feel good, y'all. It feels good to do it with you guys. So appreciate you. Friday swag away for the member who's going to win this. Oh, man. It's going to be that good book. It's that good book. We also got our contest. When are we going over 100,000 subscribers? You will get these playing cards or you can get, or you can get this AFL jersey of Marcellus Wiley who played against the likes of Dick Buckus, right? You get all that and more, man. All you got to do is tell me exact date, exact time we're going over 100,000 subscribers. I say Monday, 2.27 p.m. I'm hella wrong, but I'm sticking to it. All right, speaking of sticking to it, Megan Rapino is sticking to her side of advocacy and is slamming Dave Chappelle, say he's still, and Sam Ponder about their absurd comments. Okay, let's get into it. So we know who Megan Rapino is. She's a soccer legend, right? Now she's 38 years old. So she's on the way out right now, ending her player career after this season. But she's not ending her advocacy for transgender athletes. And it's not stopping anytime soon. Rapino recently sat down for an interview with Time and wasn't afraid to call out her opponents 
of transgender rights over their hypocrisy. Uh-oh, it's time to raise your hands. I guess she calling us opponents. Let's go. We as a country are trying to legislate away people's full humanity. It's particularly frustrating when women's sports is weaponized. Oh, now we care about fairness. Now we care about women's sports. That's total BS. And show me all the trans people who are nefariously taking advantage of being trans in sports. It's just not happening. The most amazing thing about sports is that you play and you're playing with other people and you're having fun and you're being physically active. We're putting this all through the lens of competition and winning, but we're talking about people's lives. That's where we have to start. Mm. Okay, let me make light of this first because you know me, I'm Captain Levity, right? See that sign over my shoulder? Which shoulder is it? This one. It says, life is a game. Football is serious. I love that sign because life is a game. Sports is serious. And you can tell it's tongue-in-cheek and saying it, but there is something here. Let me just disagree with what she's saying right here and use her words against her, okay? She tells me that sports is just about people playing with people. But then why did they have gender classifications if it's just people playing with people? Remember? Mm -hmm. I didn't make up the rules. I don't hate women. And women don't hate me, but women don't play football with me. Get it? So that's the whole thing. Once that classification came, it didn't mean that that other side hated you. So why are you trying to make an argument that if a transgender male is now in a situation playing against other men, which we rarely see ever, but a transgender female playing with females, biological females means there's some form of hate on the other side. Make that make sense. That's part one. Part two is people do care about fairness in sports, right? Don't say that and don't try and conflate because you're not getting the same compensation that there's not fairness in sports because the fairness comes in. Are you driving the same amount of revenue? if you really want to be fair, right? And then you have to prove that you are. And if you're not, because we know many women's sports are not compared to the men, then you have an uneven playing field. But it's actually fair based on what you're actually earning. Simple as that. Anyway, let's get into this. So she singled out some famous people who spoke against transgender athletes. Huh? She said, I don't want to miss words about it. Dave Chappelle making jokes about trans people directly leads to violence, whether it's verbal or otherwise, against trans people. When Martina Navratilova or Say Steele or whoever are talking about this, people aren't hearing it just in the context of elite sports. They're saying the rest of my life, this is how I'm going to treat trans people. Wow, that's a leap. <laughs> so Sam Ponder uh, thought that was incredibly unfair as well. Um, blaming those three individuals for the way that the transgender community is treated. Sage says bio males shouldn't compete in female sports and now she's to blame for violence with a question mark. This is an attempt to silence good faith discussion and debate. Disagree passionately. Say she's wrong, but to claim she is responsible for violence is absurd. And I must agree with Sam Ponder there. And then Ponder's followers, they start commending her for defending her colleague. And Rapino has not responded to Ponder yet. Okay, let's get this all straight. Ah, because that's a leap right there to say that transgender violence comes from people saying we want fairness in sports, right? 
So my grandma always told me, can't make sense out of nonsense, but damn it, I'm going to try grandma right now. Uh, we got to lean towards the logic and evade the emotion in these kind of conversations. And it's literally, it seems like, as a collective, impossible to do, right? So that doesn't mean we all have to agree because we can respectfully have public discourse about something that we disagree upon. That's the basis of this show, to learn or unlearn. Never Shut Up University is a place where you go to learn and unlearn. We try to stay away from rights and wrongs, right? But we've seen this play before called. The Megan Rapinoe play that she's running right now from the playbook is this. Wait till your career is done or on the downslope or you're basically over. And on the way out, you pick up a cause and you pander your way to the profits. Now, that's what it looks like from 30,000 feet, right? Because she is already admitted that there wasn't, in her eyes, fairness in women's soccer in terms of the equal pay. Well, let's talk about that. So she didn't make as much money as she felt she deserved. She didn't make a ton of money, right? Hmm. So how can you make up that difference? Well, you can grab something like this and not only you could be pure with the intent of believing in the cause, but you also could take it to the next level and profit off of that, right? We've seen that playbook before. You know what I'm saying? So not making the money, letting women's soccer now say, hey, only a few people are even discussed in this transgender conversation. Why are we making this such a big issue? Well, why would you want it to become a bigger issue to now discuss the issue properly, right? This is the time to discuss it as it is growing in population. My daughter had to deal with this. I've done several clips on this before if you really want to know my stance on a deeper level. So I don't have a problem having this public conversation. I'm also not going to be put into a corner like a lot of people are. I'll give you this story. Last night, saw a woman athlete. She is a household name woman athlete who saw my video before on transgender athletes and commended me, but also stopped short of saying I would ever say anything. She says she's not going public with this because of how she will be treated, but she fully supported what I said. And that's what's happening a lot of times. And comments like this from Megan Rapino is another attempt to silence those who are quote unquote saying the other side, whatever that may be. Now, we don't have to be binary in this conversation, but we also don't have to be antagonistic as well as I feel Megan Rapino is. Let me give you some objective measures because I am a former athlete male and my wife is a former athlete female. I'm going to take something objective because I don't want to do soccer and football. It's hard to get a measurable track will give you a measurable. Flojo's the fastest woman to ever be created, ever exist. Flojo, ever to exist. Fastest woman ever, 1049 and 100. Flojo versus this, boys in high school, the top 30, let's just say the top 30 ever. Where do you think Flojo ranks against boys in the same race that she has the world record fastest as a woman ever. Where do you think she ranks in the top 30 boys ever in 100? Did I hear you say 20, 25, 10? She's not ranked. The 30th fastest boy ran a 10-2-0. The fastest woman ever ran a 
All I'm telling y'all is if this conversation isn't respectfully had and based on the science and the logic, then there won't be any flow shows in terms of holding a world record because that will go to someone who is biologically male, transgender, female, if you understand what I'm saying. So I want everyone out there to take the challenge of just speaking respectfully about your side if you want to say it's your side. But we got to have that public discourse. And if it's not happening out there, it's always going to happen here. And we're not going to shy away from anything, no matter how hard they want to attack us. Oh, feeling the love, Brinks, Reach, I Heart, YouTube, Wiley's World, Friday, Swag Away. Magic Johnson says something good about you, boy. Y'all want to know what he says? Win the damn book. I'll hook you up. All right, we also got our When Are We Going Over 100,000 Subscribers contest. Oh, man, I think it's going to be Monday at 2.27 p.m. But I know I'm wrong, but you may be right. Or you can get this jersey from the old school. Damn, they don't even make this thing fresh. Let me admire this. I might keep this one. Nah, I'm just playing with you. It could be yours as well. Tell me exact date. Tell me exact time. We go over 100,000 followers. Right now, we're at 92,600 and something. Picked up 600 since yesterday's show. That's what we're doing. Oh, man, people in New Zealand going crazy over this show. So now let's funk up some comments and go crazy over your responses to this show. Let's start off with Shaq is not top five most important Laker. Shaq contributed to three chips in a four-year span. LeBron got bounced out the first round one year, didn't make the playoffs twice, and got swept, but he's number three. Hmm. Yeah, the only thing is you left out, he's in the GOAT conversation. <laughs> so, But I get it. That doesn't make sense because that's like saying Michael Jordan's the top five most important wizard. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Michael Jordan, top five wizard? Might be, though. I'm clowning. Um, but... Because you're the GOAT or GOAT conversation, it should be just strictly by that team association. I give you that. If she's adding non-players, she should include her father. Jerry ushered in the modern NBA. Heck yeah, respect. Salute to the great. Rest in peace. This ridiculous. Shaq three-peat with three straight finals MVPs. No other Laker has done that. Case closed. Damn. You ain't. I can hear the door shut. <laughs> three straight MVPs in the finals. And they won three straight championships. Stop playing. All right, let's get to Scottie Pippen versus Charles Barkley. It's everything. They sure are petty, sensitive, vindictive, spiteful, and soft. <laughs> Coming from a generation that's glorified for being so tough. Ooh, it'd be hilarious if social media was a thing in their day. Look, I've always known you ain't fooling me just because nobody know your business, your information. Tough guy is just a guy who can hide it better, you know? Tough guy used to always be the scared guy who didn't have the, the home situation he wanted, who went outside looking for love and decided to put on the tough face because he was scared. I never got bullied by somebody who tried to act like that. Now, I got punked and jacked a few times. Weapons were involved. Uh, but at the same time, I ain't scared of nobody coming up to me tomorrow. What's up? I'm like, man, you don't get your little fake tough butt out of my face. He might swing. I might duck. And I might say, now what? Uh-uh. You ain't fooling me with the fake tough guy stuff. All tough guys to me are just scared little boys inside. You too. All right, so here we go. I was watching this deep dive on the beef history, and Scotty said, I didn't know Charles was going to be fat and out of shape. And Charles said, I didn't I didn't know Scotty wasn't bringing Mike. 
God dang. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Of the non-comedians in this world, Charles Barkley has to be the funniest person ever. In person, on air, every time you see him, like this dude just keep him coming. He might be the funniest non-comedian I've ever seen. And here's the last one. This beef will make MJ and Charles to reconciliate. I don't know what word you try to use. Um, no, it ain't. <laughs> uh, one thing we've kind of learned about MJ, let's just say whatever he holds on to, he holds on to it firmly, including grudges. <laughs> he ain't letting this sucker go. All right, so let's talk about Woe's line about Dame trade. Woe's is insulting fans' intelligence. Hmm, interesting. Fans are more educated than they used to be. Everybody knows that this deal is basically done. The deal is some version of Hero, Jovic, Jokic, Jacquez Jr., and two first-round picks for Dang. But Jacquez just got drafted, so he's not allowed to be traded until July 31st. Oh, oh, oh. the Blazers are just trying to get somebody else to take the bait, and Woes just wants to give ESPN something else to talk about for a few more weeks. Damn. Aaron Boone, you are in tune, my brother. Broke that down. Here's another one. I think Amin is wrong on this one at least in saying it's a done deal. If this was a done deal, like Amin says, you know for sure Miami side would have leaked the trade deal out already. They have no reason to make this story and speculation play out on the airwaves of sports media. Excuse me. They would gain nothing from it. Besides, let's be honest, it's not like the Heat have the best package to even give Portland in a two-team trade to begin with. Interesting. Um... It's not a done deal like we have dotted every I, crossed every T, signature, docu-sign. I wonder if you do docu-signs with big-ass deals like this. <laughs> or they'd be like, no, I'm taking a private jet just to land, meet you at the airport, we'll go into the lounge, and you sign. You sign right here. <laughs> I hate those kind of meetings. Boy, we got to go somewhere just to say this. Mikey P know me. I don't even want to talk to somebody. Like, dog, text, what the hell are you talking about? You know why I love text? One, I got a record of what the hell we said. Two, hey, man, be concise. Like, when you talk to people, this is the first thing you're going to phone. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up? What you doing? Nothing. What you up to? Chilling. Oh, uh, where you at? Dog, why the hell you call me, bro? Like, <laughs> what, where I'm at? Okay, then you get through all that. Hey, what's that in the background? Where you at? <sighs> what's up, man? What you want to talk about? Oh, no, I was just seeing what you up to. Oh, that's a text. What you up to? See what I'm saying? It's inefficient. The phone is inefficient. That's why nobody really on the phone. Unless they FaceTime. All right, y'all. Let's get into some Hall of Fame stuff right now. We got my man. Who's coming in here? Can I get the Vanna White right? Yes. Ah, uh, we got a Hall of Famer in here. We got Cobra. <laughs> the crown is his. Let's hear from Cobra. What it do, big dog? Hey, thanks for having me back. Uh, hey, man, where you at right now? What you doing now? Hey, today is Wednesday. <laughs> Not just Wednesday, it's Would You Rather Wednesday. So I'm going to ask a few mm. quick hitter questions. You you choose. Um, no pressure, but just don't make the wrong choice. All right, so here we go. Hey, Cobra, let me say it right now. Mikey P in trouble. You about to take me. No. You got segments. You got topic lists. This sucker in here coming in hot. <laughs> he coming in here, boy. You ain't slick. We skipping Shannon up in here. You got to get a little lighter. I got to get a little darker. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> no, I keep Peter bad, but here we go. I know. All That's right, my so guy. Never. In the same season, would you rather lead the league in, fo- in forced fumbles or in or have two pick sixes at defensive end? Ooh, 
pick sixes. One, it affects the scoreboard, which is going, I mean, directly affects it, not inadvertently or indirectly, or it could lead to us scoring. Now, I gave us 12 points, coach, and I play defense. So you shut up. Y'all better go out there and win those games. Uh, that's one. And two, pick six? You mean I get to tote the rock? I get the Dion up in that sucker? Hell yeah, I'm taking it to the zone. So all day, pick six. Okay, yeah, that, those are more fun, more sexy. I, I would agree. I would choose the same one. Big agree on that one. So the second yep. one, the NBA is trying something outside the box, right? They they hire Spo from the video room. They're like, you know, they're looking around. They're like, we need to hire somebody. Hey, you see Marcellus Wiley coaches, boy? We need them. So two teams reached out to you. Which one do you choose? Would you rather coach the Spurs right now with Wembayama or the Suns called you too? They're like, hey, we need you. Get these veterans on track. Ooh, other than the fact that I would hang up on both of them. I say, I told you I don't like nobody calling me. <laughs> um, on top of that, um, I would never coach in the pro level, boy. Because they live in hotels, man. Hell no. Nah. I don't like traveling. I don't. I only did it to make some money, and I was forced to do it. Now I ain't forced to do it. I ain't going nowhere. Y'all want to know where this studio is? Downstairs. <laughs> I'm at the crib. That said, let me answer in the spirit of the question. Oh, oh, give me the Suns. I, 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 first of all, I'm coaching. I want the best roster. That's the Suns. And the best location. That's the Suns. Only thing the Spurs can wave at me, I love Victor Wambayama, all that great, great, great. He's going to be great without me too, so I don't need to be there. Unless they paid me so much. This is what money really does. The only reason to chase money is when it cures the pains of what you don't want to do. I tell everybody all the time, you get paid the big bucks to do the things you don't want to do. We didn't get paid big bucks mm-hmm. to play on Sunday. We didn't get big paid big bucks to practice, even though the money kicked in a little on the practice. Nobody wanted to practice that much. But they pay you for all the other headaches that come with football. And y'all don't think they headaches, but they are. You're forced to go into a crowd and talk to people and sign thousands of balls. Not the hardest job in the world, but damn it, I'm here to play football, not be a pinsman and over here inside and all this stuff. They pay you to go to all these events that's for their sponsors, that you got to shake hands with guys who are jock sniffing. All the stuff that you really don't want to do, that's how you get paid big bucks. Superstars get paid big bucks to deal with the fans and people chasing them and screaming and ripping off their clothes. They don't get paid to go on stage <laughs> and sing. They do that all day, every day. So... Um, the Spurs are going to get me if they pay me big bucks. Oh, man, I would pick the Spurs because I know them, those veterans, they ain't going to listen to me. So <laughs> I would choose the Spurs. <laughs> hey, all right. Kevin Durant, like, two shut more, up, two fool, more. Shut up. All right, what you got? Yeah, like, what you finna tell? We don't need no coach. So, yeah. all right. So, uh, next one. Would you rather be on the cover of Madden or on a box of Wheaties? Oh, cover of Madden all day. I mean, I ain't Wheaties. Wheaties didn't have me when Wheaties had everybody. I was like, I was not that kid. I didn't want to be like Mike. I didn't want to be on the box of Wheaties. You know what? I was really like, I can't even call it focus. I think I was oblivious. Like I didn't connect with the greater world population pop culture when I was a youngster. Like I watched certain shows. I love different strokes and stuff like, but my outer world experience outside of my neighborhood, my house. I wasn't the one, man. And, and really, I think it was. I was mission driven. Um, I just seen too mm-hmm. many people get caught up. And I was like, 
I knew breakdancing, I knew rap, but I was like, I'm not trying to be any of that because I got to be me. Like me wanting to be like Run DMC or LL Cool J sounded kind of weird to me because I was like, they not going to help me. <laughs> like, like, like I'm buying tickets to their concert. I'm spending my allowance to buy their tapes. So I was like, this is a one-way street. They ain't hooking me up. So be careful how much I love them. I say all that because when everyone was like, yo, the cover of Wheaties was amazing. And I was like, I don't even eat Wheaties. What you talking about? I ain't got no Wheaties money. Wheaties cost a grip. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, hell no, give me Madden. Because I got $5 now. I can buy a Madden game. <laughs> all day, every day, Madden, man. I don't think I even had Wheaties once, man. Those athletes didn't sell it for me. So, <laughs> for real? hey, last one. <laughs> last one. All right. So, I'm starting to, uh, I'm trying to bring back all. Yeah, late 90s, East Coast, West Coast beef. You get to DJ somebody's birthday. Would you rather DJ Diddy's birthday right now or Snoop's birthday right now? Oh, um, ooh, I'm trying to think. Like, my first thought is, like, who are they repping right now in terms of artists, like current artists that I would be like, wow. For me, it's Snoop. Um, yeah, it's a lot of hometown bias in that. I know Snoop well. I don't know Diddy well, but I know of him and of him. I've been in his house, been in his parties, all that stuff. But I know Snoop and the compound and all that. But two, Snoop going to bring people I really love and know. <laughs> Dad's going to be there. Corrupt going to be. Our, the theme song of this damn show is Corrupt. You think I ain't trying to go there and hear behind the walls and just say, welcome back to Never Shut Up with Corrupt. Like, you know what I'm saying? I do that all day. Um, <laughs> plus, uh, West Coast, all in all, all things considered, if you had to take the whole catalog of the West Coast and the whole catalog of the East Coast, West Coast beats the East Coast. I give you this why. Um, East Coast got the early lead. We get it. They started this, right? And then the West Coast, goof, and... Probably caught up, if not past them. And the East never responded, really. Like, a DMX in there a little bit. Um, you know, Rough Rider era a little bit. But they never responded, like, to how we did. And then every now we both on Idol. And the South got it. And never giving it back to nobody. It's a wrap. Y'all gonna just kiss it goodbye. But I think when we had our whole from NWA, Death Row, Dre, Chronic, Chronic 2001... I say we got the edge over them. So I will have more bangers, or at least I will feel those bangers harder on the West Coast with Snoop. Hey, did y'all hear that over, over on the East Coast? Did y'all hear that? Oh, they coming for you. They coming for you, Marcellus. Who they going to come with? Who they going to come I'm top five hydrated. I freestyle. Dave East is nice. I like Dave East. There's a bunch of my like, of course, and love. But come on, man. Don't mess with me now. I send Kendrick at them all. Blah, blah. Where it go now? I'm watching sin. Who else they going to throw at me? Hey. They ain't got it. <laughs> hey, appreciate you once again, man. Hey, have a good one. All right, Cobra, my dog, the crown right now. That's Cobra right there, Hall of Famer. All right, let's bring in Mikey P and his job insecurity because Cobra just keep coming in here with segments and formulas and graphics. <laughs> Mikey P like, damn, dog, what's, what's Cobra doing? What up, Mikey P? Wow, coming at me like that, man. Wow. But I'll keep this short so Cobra can have his shine, okay? Because I'm like that. I, I got to take care of my boys, all right? So That's you love. see this right here? See this? Man, 
I don't got enough hands to count how many picks the Thunder have right now. Okay, did you see this? Saturday, they made another trade. They got rid of Patty Mills, and they acquired some more picks. So they have literally, bro, I don't have enough hands for this, 35 draft picks over the next seven years, including 15 first-rounders, okay? So they have SGA. Wow. He's a baller, okay? Big. They got Chet Holmgren coming back. Yeah, he's he's seriously legit. And they were in the play-in tournament last year. So are they on the rise? And the real question here is, is this the right way to build a team in today's NBA? Um, it's Draft not the right way. Yeah, it's not the preferred way. Nobody wants to do it this way. But however, you got to slow cook it, draft pick way, when you're not in a destination where everybody is raising their hand to go. It's just simple. Like, you got to make lemonade. Because out there, OKC, unless they draft you, you ain't trying to stay that damn long. We saw KD do it with Westbrook, and we saw Harden leave on the first off-ramp. He was like... Please, they ain't going to pay me what I want. I'm out. And then they stayed together because it was looking like we could do it. And it would be great to do it here since we already bunkered in here. And then you could tell it's on borrowed time because they both go. That's how it goes. Like, ain't nobody trying to stay there forever. It just won't happen. And so you got to load up on draft picks so that when one draft class comes in, it's gigantic in terms of a splash. And then that can get you over the hump. So it's almost like you hold your breath, draft pick, draft pick, draft pick, draft pick, draft pick, draft pick, and then you go, foo, is that a championship? And then if it ain't, oh damn, because ain't nobody jumping in there to help you. Ain't nobody else saying, oh yeah, let me go to OKC. So that's the problem. So they just make it lemonade. I've been there before. Um, that's what you got to do. I mean, best case scenario for them is Chet Holmgren winds up being a stud, and then you got two stars, and then you could trade some of those picks lottery tickets per se for another star and then look then you got a big three yeah, that's the way yeah, everybody goes so i i can't speak for them but if you're trying to copy the warriors formula good luck man because that hasn't worked out for all these small market teams in the past so no and then you got to think about the warriors formula like we give them so much love for being dynastic right now but they have one championship amazing and then they lost after winning 73 games in a regular season most games ever in the regular season it wasn't a dynasty then and then what happened because they're in golden state which is oakland now san francisco bay area and let me just tell people who don't understand this with silicon valley everybody wants to be up there if it's for their work because it helps you off the court you know how many investments steph clay Andre Iguodala is killing it. Like, cats are making tons of money and investments off the court. So, who comes after one chip in this supposed to be a dynasty? KD. Duh. And then it's all awesome. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you going to get a KD to go to OKC? He probably wants a buyout. I don't know, you know? Like, that's the problem. So, that's the only way to play it. Like you said, you, you dropped the jewel right there, but... I still don't see it. I don't think this team wins a championship like this. And we'll see. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, we'll see. But, hey, I got one more if you want it. If not, I'll see you Oh, yeah, I want tomorrow. it. I want it. The voice is good. All right, good. let's go. The voice is good. Yeah. All right. All right. So here's a wow moment. You don't hear this from, from NFL players, but future Hall of Fame cornerback Richard Sherman, he said, 
covering Eagles wide receiver Devontae Smith helped force him into retiring. Okay, so here's here's what happened. Sherman said he was trying to guard him. He was chasing around. He said, please don't throw the ball. Please. Coach is looking at him on the sideline like, hey, you want to come out? You want to come out? He's like, but they're in a hurry up, so I'm bailing him out. And at that moment, I was like, this is probably my last year. I don't got it for these young dudes right here. So what do you think of this? Him admitting this, number one. And then two, was there a particular moment that you could pinpoint in your career when you knew I'm retiring. I'm done. That's it. Uh, yeah, I actually got two moments, but um, I love Richard Sherman for saying it like this because that's just how it goes for most guys. Um, look, everybody knows when you're going down the hill, when you're falling off, when your best ball behind you, right? Everyone acknowledges that, but the athlete is the last one to say it, to really acknowledge it. But he even knows it. He just don't want to say it. He don't want to believe it. All right, my two moments are, one, I went into Jacksonville my 10th year. I was already sorry in my eyes, not doing much on the field. Um, but I was like, if I get hurt one more time, I'm out. And I was like, major injury, not football injury, like major injury. And I was coming around for a sack on the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, got one step, two steps away, and my groin tore off the bone. And I was like, okay, so yeah. I didn't even stop running. I, I, I like throttled down and just kept going to the training room. And in my mind, done, 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 okay? Now, what happened before that that got me saying it's a wrap? Well, <laughs> I don't know. What, <laughs> maybe it was after because this makes more sense. But it was that year. We played Tennessee, and it was just a regular-ass run play. I don't know. Like, whatever, you know, double team, all right, all right, three-yard games, second and seven. Yeah, I got you. And then this dude, I don't know who he is, but I got so much love for you, brother, was walking back, and he was a Tennessee old lineman. So he back here, he walking past me, he said, damn, Wiley, I used to watch you and look up to you. What happened to your ass as he walked back into the huddle? And I was like, this rookie <laughs> just basically said he grew up watching me. I was a beast to him, and now I have fallen off. <laughs> That, along with the fact I only had one growing left, I was like, rap, it's over. <laughs> and then here's, let me button it. You think the story good then? I retire. My agent blowing me up. He kept saying, you need to play one more year. I said, I'm not playing no more. I'm sorry. Your ego really hurts. Like, when you're not that good and you used to be good, oh, it hurts. You don't want to be out there. You don't want to be that guy because everybody look at you different. They act different. They be like, Wally, go get that for me. You be like, get what? I ain't your do boy. You used to be my do boy. So here's the thing. The New York Giants blowing me up. Wiley, come on, come on, come on. I was like, nope, 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 nope. Finally, they stopped calling. They were like, all right, you don't want to come. They won the Super Bowl that year. <laughs> so, oh, so, man. Oh, man, God dang, God dang, God dang. Come that's, on. That's how the game go, man. So that's how it that's is, That's unreal. Man. Those are my moments, man. Appreciate you, Mikey P, man. Wow. Uh, love yes, to you, man. And stay strong. I know you're going through some stuff in the family. Wishes and prayers. And um, come back strong, brother. We're here. Appreciate you, big dog. My dog, Mikey P. Vanna White, I'm off the screen. All right. Now, you know how we finish every show. with a Wiley-ism. See, this is my problem. Whenever my voice feels pretty good, I do too much. And then it goes right back to where it was. Here we go. Today, we're going to say, you don't get old and stop doing things 
You stop doing things and get old. <laughs> I'm trying to help y'all with this one. This is a real one. Let me tell y'all, every athlete you know, LeBron on down, they get sore. And we all get sore. But what I've noticed between athletes and non-athletes is that when non-athletes get sore, they don't work it out. <laughs> they don't work out. They be like, oh, no, I'm hurt. I ain't going to do anything. Whereas when you're an athlete, you know that's actually a good thing. Like your body, your muscles are repairing themselves. They're breaking down and tearing down to come back stronger. You just got to fight through it. But if you don't fight through it, guess what happens? That's when you start to get stiff. That's when you start to have the shrimp back. That's when you start turning to the hunchback. That's when you get old because you stop fighting through the soreness. You stop fighting through the pain. Now, I'm not talking about injury. I'm talking about pain. I'm talking about you're hurting, just hurting. You can fight through that. And I swear if y'all fight through that, you won't shrimp up. You won't all of a sudden turn into a flabby old fat boy or fat girl. You can actually do it. So I remember hearing that and I was like, damn, that's what happened. And now I'm 48 and I get more sore every year. But I'm like, you got to fight through it. And crazy enough, if you don't believe how your body is feeling, but you challenge your body to feel better, it will respond. But this ain't just about working out and physical. Obviously, this is about any other endeavor out there, right? Something that you really want to do or something you used to do, but you stopped doing it. Why you stop doing it? Oh, because at this age, we don't do that. Man, I'm a big silly dude, and I don't give a damn if you don't like it. All right, that's how you're going to live your life. Man, won't you act like this? Act like what? Act like me, fool. That's the best thing to act like. <laughs> Stop acting, right? So y'all just got to remember this. And anything you're pursuing, doing, don't believe the hype. Don't like, at 18, I do this. At 30, I do this. And at 40, I do this. Man, you better stop playing. Just live it out all the way through. So you don't get old and stop doing things. And stop doing things and get old. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.